This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. I am thrilled next to bring on a fantastic guest, John Taffer, entrepreneur, host of reality series Bar Rescue, talking about how we save the restaurant and bar industry. John, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, great to be here, Randy. I, you're in hot demand these days. I see you on like every television network, every radio station. So thank you for, for coming out of SiriusXM. Oh, my pleasure. You know, while most people have been focused on the pandemic and getting through the pandemic, I've been focused on what are our business models going forward? What is resetting America look like and how does it impact all of our businesses? So I've been very focused on that. So I guess maybe I started focusing on that a little earlier than some other people, but I've been uh, uh, preaching these things all, all across the airwaves, you know, trying to make a difference in my business. And, you know, listening to your interview with Jim was fascinating to me, also horrifying to me. <laughs> and, you know, when I, hear, when I hear about the excitement of distance learning, you know, to me, that's not exciting. To me, it's devastating. What happens to social interaction? How does my child play with other children? How do they learn to work with each other? You know, I get that we're in a pandemic mode today, and I get that these are huge opportunities for the digital world, but what is the cost to socialization and to raising children, and how does that change? And is, is the future of children about screen time or play time with each other? And, you know, these are powerful, powerful discussions. And, you know, I find it interesting how we all have different views, Randy. But when I listened to that interview, I was horrified by it, not motivated by it. And, you know, I, <laughs> well, I, I was. And, and, you know, I find these social distancing impacting the life of children, home education, parents. I see these as digital solutions but I don't see them as opportunities. You know, I see them as limiting our society in very many ways. So I found it interesting to see how different my views were from, from what yeah. I heard. Well, from you know what, John, I don't digital space versus someone who doesn't live in the digital. Space. <laughs> I don't you know think I mean, you have Randy? to worry. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry too much because I think any parent who's now been stuck at home with their kids for weeks is <laughs> is going to be like punting their kid out the door as soon as schools reopen. So I I think, believe me, I think. <laughs> I, I can't wait to get my kids back to school. So, John, talk to us about where where do you see the opportunity right now? Let's so let's go back into that motivating frame of mind instead yeah. of you know yeah. um, what what's the opportunity in the restaurant and and bar space. Well, you know, of course, we know the the, the delivery and the courage side uh, uh, pickup has has you know kept some businesses alone. Here's what we're not talking about. You know, if we understand that there's not going to be a cure or a vaccine for this for you know a year out or so, social distancing is something that in in from a society standpoint is going to continue for quite a while. Randy, I don't see you and I going to a football game sitting next to two strangers shoulder to shoulder for quite a while. No. And, you know, if you cough today, it's almost a criminal act. So when we consider that that social spacing is something that needs to exist in all businesses going forward, supermarkets have created it, all businesses have created it, what happens to what I call LBEs, the location-based entertainment industry? What happens to a restaurant? Well, they have to spread their seating now, don't they? Because you're not going to sit back-to-back or shoulder-to-shoulder with a stranger. So if we spread the seating of restaurants, we spread the seating of theaters, we spread the seating of all of these location-based entertainment venues, I've said sat down and I've looked at floor plans and I've done the math and we're losing between 40 and 60% of our seating capacity in all of these location-based entertainment venues. That's a big hit, Randy. 
So if it, I have to spread tables, now in my lunch hour, where I used to have 100 seats, now I have, let's say, 60 seats or 50 seats. I have half the potential for that lunch hour. So that's a huge impact on the modeling of the restaurant business. Bar business is the same way. We have to spread bar stools. What about the movie theater business? How do they go back to full capacity? So what about Broadway? How do they go back to full capacity? So when I look at the business model of the future, all of our capacities are different now because of spreading and the way that works. So if our economic models are going to reduce our revenue potential per hour, because we can't get as many people in a building in an hour as we used to. Well, we now have to do business across many more hours. And that's the way this has to work, Randy. So a one-hour lunch now needs to become a three-hour lunch. Mm. Also, cities can make a difference. I mean, if New York City, for example, and Los Angeles is a great example, created more mall streets so restaurants could put more seating outside and retailers can put displays outside. If we can start to bring some of the businesses out to the curb a little more, and those are municipal codes and such, that could be a step forward. But what scares me about the industry, Randy, is we've done a good job with this stimulus package, so it seems. It's covering payroll, and I've already filed my paperwork. It isn't so easy, Randy. It's eight. No. Oh gosh, yeah. I spent I spent like six hours yesterday helping helping uh, businesses do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's eight pages or so. You got to get it right, or you go back to the end of the line. You got to have all your backup information and all your calculations. So it's not the easiest thing in the world for a small corner business to do. But let's assume that that process goes well. Here's what scares me. We'll cover payroll and rent and utilities for eight or ten weeks, Randy. But when any of these restaurants go to open, they had they need inventory. All the refrigerators are empty. All the food has gone bad. Products need to be rotated. Even kegs of beer need to be replaced. There's no provision in our stimulus now to provide inventory credits for these businesses mm. to get their inventories back. And what worries me is, sure, I might be able to cover my payroll and make it for eight weeks, but how do I reopen in eight or 10 or 12 weeks. So the government now needs to focus on our reopening, our resetting as I call it, and they need to provide inventory credits for all of these businesses. Because if I don't buy the food, Randy, the farmers don't sell the food, the manufacturers don't make the food, the distributors don't sell the food. It goes right down the supply chain and has a powerful impact right down to the farmer. So we need to put together these programs that will provide uh, uh, these levels of uh, uh, inventory compensation, if you will, or stimulus to get these restaurants going again. I think that's such a, such a, it's such a great point. And for those who are just joining us, you're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business here on Sirius XM 132 with John Taffer, entrepreneur, host of reality series Bar Rescue. Um, John, can you talk to us a little? What is Bar Rescue? How are you helping small business owners? Where can we watch you? Oh, well, my Bar Rescue is, is on all the time. It's actually on right now. Bar Rescue is on the Paramount Network. Repeats run 8 to 2 o'clock, Monday through Friday, all-day Sunday marathons. And we have a new episode, 10 o'clock, uh, every Sunday night on the Paramount Network. And it's been running now. We're in our ninth year, Randy. So I think wow. I just finished my hundred. My 196th episode, I think I just Oh, my it. gosh. Congratulations. What I mean, that's a huge accomplishment in this era of content. It is. It is. And, you know, so much of what we do today is about marketing and communications. And, you know, I was thinking about our business and how does that change? And, you know, what years ago, Randy, you, you might pick a restaurant to go to because you love the salad or you love the burger. Two months from now, you're going to pick a restaurant to go to because you trust it. 
That's a very different calculation in marketing and motivation in the way we communicate. You'll find this interesting. The other day, I saw a picture uh, uh, on social media of a restaurant, and it's a cook. And he's standing in front of a stainless steel counter, and he's laying a noodle in a pan. And the post says, our famous lasagna is ready for curbside pickup at 5 o'clock. And he's dropping a lasagna noodle in a pan. But he's wearing street clothes. He's not wearing a hat. He's not wearing a mask. He's wearing clear plastic gloves. And these are the images that have to change. You know, restaurants have to change now. We need to see people in white uniforms or at least a uniform, not street clothes. We need to see a face mask on them. We need to see a hat on their head and not a baseball cap from home. So all of the visuals have to change for our industry to, to communicate safety and trust. I think kitchens in the future need to put Internet cameras in them so it's transparent, so I can see how clean that kitchen is right online. I can trust it. I can even see my food being manufactured. I see the gloves. I see the mask. I see the sanitary environment. These are the kind of changes that I think we're going to see as we go forward. And brands now, rather than focusing on what they sell, now have to focus on how they sell it. That's mm. a big change in a way Such a great point. Now. I mean, I would, I would a hundred percent, you know, feel comfortable getting takeout, you know, almost every night from a restaurant where I knew I could see inside the kitchen and I knew it was clean. Yes. So that creates a whole different way that we communicate now. So all of these businesses need to communicate safety. We need to be transparent in the way that we operate and the restaurants that succeed in the future are the ones we trust not necessarily the ones we love. And that's a real change, Randy, in a way that we're doing business now in this space. Same thing can apply with casinos. Same thing could apply with movie theaters. Any public congregation or location-based entertainment venue is going to become so much more about how they do it over what they do in the future. And those that seize that, Randy, and get that communication and post the right images and create that transparency and that trust are the ones that are going to succeed. That's right. Even, I mean, even beyond restaurants, anything that is like, um, where you take, take children to, um, like play, play groups and music classes and things like that. I want to know that those places are are taking extra precautions on, on sanitation also. So that's such great advice, I think for all businesses. So what, what would be kind of your, your biggest pieces of advice for someone who owns a restaurant or a bar or a small business right now? Like what are a few things they could do right now? Well, you know, I'm of the believer that whether it's six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, this is going to end. And life is going to start phasing back. We're going to go out. We're going to start doing business again. All of these restaurants need to think about that day right now. Don't wait. You need to think about what are your marketing communications going to be? What are you going to do to your menu to reduce your menu? Because we can't have 50 items anymore in this new environment. So we need to reduce our menu. Let's go to work on that now. We need to put together new communications programs, new marketing programs. Let's go to work on that now. What I want people to do is to understand that we're going to reset America in these next few weeks. Let's go to work on that reset now. Let's not sit scared. Let's not just look at pandemic numbers every day. Let's look at our businesses. What do I have to communicate differently? How do I have to operate differently? What is the marketing plan I'm going to launch to give confidence to the consumers, to the people I do business with? How can I use social media to stay in touch with my customers so that they keep me on top of mind so when I reopen, I can get them back? What am I going to do to communicate, motivate, and, and in essence, operate differently so that I'm ready when a reset starts. 
And not enough people are working on that. And that's what worries me, Randy. We should be focused on how am I going to reopen? What do I need to do? What employees are coming back? What is my operating plan? What is my marketing plan, my communications plan? How do I motivate my customers to come back? All of this takes work and planning. I want to see the industry start to work on that. We need to focus on how we're resetting. We need to focus on what the government relief is for reset, not for pandemic. And businesses need to go to work right now. This is not the time to sit. This is the time to work. And I'll make another point, Randy, which I think you agree with very much. I can't grow revenue right now, but I can grow brand equity. Mm, I can start to build trust. I can start to grow and communicate with my audiences through social media. So to suggest that there's nothing I can do now, Randy, that's not true. All these businesses can be building brand equity, creating all of these programs and getting ready to reset when it happens in a few weeks. I, John, now, I, could not, I, I could not agree with you more. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can our listeners go to keep up with you and your work? Obviously, they can see all of your incredible Bar Rescue episodes on Paramount, but where can they go to connect and, and Uh, see your content directly. Great. John Taffer, J-O-N-T-A-F-F-E-R on Facebook, on Twitter, and I'm everywhere under John Taffer. And uh, we're working very hard at keeping business intelligence online and trying to help our industry through this with whatever suggestions and programs we can come up with. So thank you, Randy. It was a pleasure. Well, we're lucky. We are lucky to have you. You're brilliant. You made some great suggestions around uh, really opportunity for the industry. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Be well. Stay safe, Randy. You too. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.